shit, ladies and gentlemen. How are you doing out there? This is Intergalactic Interviews, and this is episode 146. How are you, folks? How are you doing? Are you having a great week? We're having a tremendous week. We uh, are putting in a lot of work here at the podcast. Uh, within 48 hours, it's been pretty, uh, pretty hectic. That being said, today's guest is uh, returning to the show. Uh, he's graciously made time for us as he always seems to do i don't know how he finds time <laughs> or to why do so or uh, why <laughs> uh but he, he's come here again and uh we appreciate his time here ladies and gentlemen please welcome to the show sean ram jenks how you doing sir i'm doing well thank you for having me as always this is what the third or fourth time you've been on the show many so times twice here and then uh it's gonna be tied for four you're like, almost into quasi yeah. thomas yeah. alex <laughs> alex sparling tier yeah yeah, these you guys, guys get those fools anytime. Multi, multi appearances. <laughs> I, was, yeah. I was hoping to be your guest for 150, but I guess I didn't make the cut. Oh, right. oh no. We'll have to bring That's you okay. back. We'll bring you back. We'll talk about <laughs> how this went. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, we're trying, we were just talking off air about how uh, we're going to try and do something special, but might be the Hail Mary of all time. Or in this case, the one-timer of all time. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to be pandering all show. Here we go. Are you not comfortable putting out there what we were talking about? I feel like if I say it, then it'll be <laughs> yeah. out there. And then yeah. he'll be like, remember when he said he, he thought he could get this guy on the show? We'll probably get yeah. someone like fucking Steve McGowan on here or something like that for 150. <laughs> just yeah. like, like whatever. Great. Now him. I can't, now I can't him. have him. <laughs> now it seems like we, I would just be pandering to Seamart. There you go. Uh, sir, how are, how are you doing? I'm doing well. Things are good. As I mentioned, you made time to come here. You were supposed to do uh, Europe, like Scandinavia and... Yeah, the map. it's uh, August is that time of year for us, just going around, doing lots of media tours. Mm-hmm. Um, typically, if we uh, go to Gamescom or we don't go to Gamescom, we typically go right after Gamescom through mm. the Nordics, through Sweden, through Finland, sometimes through Switzerland, uh, mm. Germany, depending on kind of what year it is. Um, and then we usually head up to New York as well and do a big event in New York, too. So just getting the, getting the word out there about the game and letting people get their hands on it. We should uh, say uh, yeah, what we're talking about, yeah. Oh, the game in question, which is available on uh, Friday, September 15th in stores, but is actually available right now, early access, is NHL 18, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, available on all... It's multi-console. How do you say this? What's the proper way to say it? What's the cool way to say it? Xbox One and PS4. Multi-console, <laughs> yeah. Multi-platform. <laughs> two yeah. SKUs. Yeah, exactly. Two sure, yeah. yeah. Two SKUs. Uh, in Scandinavia, who is the most accommodating to you when you go? You've been going for many years. Yeah. I, we get treated pretty well in, in everywhere we go over there. So, That's yeah. It's good, <laughs> good reception. A great turnout, too. I mean, literally... Literally, we'll go to an event in Sweden and have you know anywhere from thirty to fifty yeah. you know members of media show up in Finland and Sweden. So That's it's great. a great, great turnout. Yeah. Yeah. What a what a Swiss answer to answer so neutral. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> that was uh, was pretty good. No, I I know how. That's how you maintain your accommodations at a premier level. Obviously, <laughs> I can appreciate that. Uh, we should say what uh, his role is. So yeah, for someone that maybe didn't listen to what is uh, your last exact one? defined role nowadays? Is it, has it changed uh, since I last talked to you? I'm, I, I'm, a, I'm a producer on the NHL team, so uh, heading up the development team out in Burnaby, mm-hmm. um, where we make NHL 18 slash lightning rod. Apparently, on social media, every time I yeah, go yeah. on there, I, I'm so I was reading out your Twitter replies to my fiance last night. Yeah, and she was like. <laughs> She's like, when was that from? I was like, 10 minutes ago. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. And she, yes. she was like, what? I thought you were reading me like the last six months yeah. or something. And I was like, no, this was like the last 10 minutes. Yeah, we got it going pretty good last night. Yeah, that was pretty good. <laughs> I saw you talking to some guy who's upset, who's clearly manipulating the game yes. in, a, uh, in, a, in a cheating fashion. Yeah. And upset at the rule changes and doesn't know how to uh, basically direct that energy. That's yes. clearly what I was I was that's, reading. That's what you read, yeah. Yeah, and you handled it so, like you're you're so calm <laughs> and so polite. It's that media training, yeah. <laughs> it, you're just like, well, if uh, I guess you have nothing to worry about to him. Right? When, if you're not you breaking know. the rules, you got nothing to worry right. about. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, well, this is a piece of shit. I'm just so upset at everyone. <laughs> yeah. right now. you're just like, okay, that seems like a rational response yeah, I'm to. Uh, not sure I can help you with that. Yeah, the. The mentality of the online community is sometimes so poisonous. I just Toxic have to like, is the term. Yeah. We were talking last, was it last week or the crew episode uh, two weeks ago? It was just myself and Seymour chatting about some stuff. And we were talking yeah. about online 
just I get sucked into reading this. You're reading it and you're like, <laughs> I know this is terrible for me. I, I know it's not good to read this. And you're just reading it. And But sometimes I get like a couple scrolls down into a timeline and I'm yeah. like, what am I doing? What? Yes. And I, I back out. But we also learned that MD is the guy that goes <laughs> reply. Yeah. And I'm like, listen. Which is mistake one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you or knew two. how many times. Scrolling down is mistake one. If you knew how many times I started typing something and then deleted it though you'd be impressed you wouldn't be thinking I hope oh so. this guy always replies i'd be like well i i probably don't say more than i do say yeah i think about it a lot though. that guy last night i wanted to be like you non-contributing zero you you don't make <laughs> okay. games you don't play professional <laughs> hockey you have no no say like you're just you're just enjoying the game and that's that's your role enjoy it or don't enjoy it but to go online and chase someone down personally is just yeah. the worst yeah. We talk, I think we talked about this last time, but I, uh, you'd be surprised how many people mm-hmm. um, that I actually respond to that people probably don't think I would respond to just behind the scenes through DM and stuff like yeah. that and mm. carry on conversations for sometimes days and days mm-hmm. and days. Yeah, your engagement is great. I remember you telling me one time you said uh, someone was really upset with like a, a menu option That's that was right. changed. Yeah. And uh, you were like, well, hey, did you know that it was actually just moved to this yes. sub-menu? And they're like, oh, their whole tone changes. Hey, thanks, yeah. Rammer. Thanks for giving me the time of day. And it's like, dude, approach everything <laughs> in life like this. You would get so much farther. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. This is the first year uh, that we've had you on the show that I didn't uh, scrape uh, Reddit for comments and questions. The reason being, some of the community there, I realize, is actually kind of just consistently negative regardless. Because everything I've been reading about this this year's game yep. has been very positive. Yeah. I've, I've been seeing some incredible things. And still, some of these people, <laughs> a select very small minority, are just being negative regardless. So I felt that would kind of poison the questions, and uh, I didn't really want to get into it then. But the community is great out there. Yep, there is really great members. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's pretty incredible. And basically, I could sum it up right now real quick. Here, this, like, I didn't even have to look. I bet you I could do this. And if you're watching this right now, you're welcome. Okay, here we go. Uh, why is an NHL on PC this year? That's good. Yeah. <laughs> That's always a question. That's a question, yeah. Yeah, and here's another one. Uh, is there going to be... Uh, uh, GM connected this yep. year. That's, yep. that's, that's another one. That's yeah. always the other one. And uh, let's see if I could just seriously just come up with the other one that always comes. That wasn't a confirmation. I don't think that was an acknowledgement. No, of the yeah, question. he just acknowledged. By the way, yeah, yeah he, he wasn't. Uh, <laughs> he, yeah, he wasn't confirming that. Yeah. yeah, and I think the third one probably be. Uh, um, oh, can you uh, can you trade? Can you ask? Can you request a trade and be a pro or uh, you know yes. uh, live the life or yep. as it was previously known? Yeah, yep. uh, which I think you can now, right? You can do that in eighteen. Yes, you can. Which is amazing. Which is really good. Yep. I found myself working really hard in a junior career. <laughs> nice. If I worked as hard in my junior uh, simulated <laughs> career as I did in my podcast, I think I'd do probably a lot better. But uh, the 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 ability to like you know say not be drafted to a team I didn't want to go to or something like that, or at least put in some time, yeah, get to an RFA, possibly yeah. request a trade, you know, get moved around. That's a that's okay. Um, get to your Habs. Get to the Habs. Not a bad, not a bad play. They said. <laughs> By the way, how do you like uh, the trades they're making this year? You think uh, you think better or worse? Oh, better or worse? Um, or about the same? I'll give you an out. Yeah, I think you know what. I told the line again, but I, I feel <laughs> like they're going to be about. I don't know. It's tough to say. It's really tough to say. I mean, I, I'm concerned it, as a fan. Why? I think I'm concerned because. Going into last year, I felt we were the strongest we've been yep. since '93. Yeah, I thought it was. There's no way we can we can have a, an unsuccessful year. We're at least going to Eastern Conference Finals, in my yep. opinion. Then we ran into the brick wall that was the New York Rangers. They're yep. just like they yeah. were just built to beat the Montreal Canadiens. Because yep. if you look at the rest of the regular season, you're talking about a team that did not slip from the standings yep. more than 24 hours yep. in January, despite the fact they had probably the worst. November and December, yeah, you know, it was bad. It was really, really bad, yeah. and they still were on top of the uh, uh, in the, uh, their division. So, I think if you look at all that and then combine it with all the trades and moves that were made this summer, I don't know. It's hard. It's hard to see how we advanced. Is is Joe Morrow 
an upgrade from Nathan uh, Bull. Yeah. Um, you know, like I, I don't know. That's yeah. That's tough. I would say I would say the question is: Are they built for playoff hockey? Great. What What would you think the answer is to that question? Uh, TBD. Tough to tough TBD. to tell. I mean, the games. The game, well, that's all the time we have tonight. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just think the uh, I think the style of hockey just changes so much. Like we saw last year, the the pleasure in the regular season and the pleasure in the playoffs was it was night and day. It was two different styles of hockey, and you saw the teams that were built for playoff hockey and the teams that weren't built for playoff hockey. I think it's um, so amazing to see how the league adapts year to year yeah. to the winning teams. If you look back, this might be a sore spot, but if you look back at Vancouver in 2011, yep. you saw the Bruins essentially bullied their way to the cup. Yeah, that and, and because on paper everyone was thinking Vancouver is going to walk through them. That's right. Even yeah. if you look, it was like they were up two two games two in the nothing, series, yeah. right? So to get bullied like that in the off season. All the teams are like, okay, well, now we're going to add size and all That's that. Right. Then you see L.A. win their first cup yeah. using very similar game plan yeah. to that. Then you see Chicago come in a shortened season in 2013, and they absolutely change. They, they adjust their core from their uh, 2008 and 2009 campaigns. Yeah. And suddenly the, the whole speed speed is the essence starts creeping into the, this right. Like, and then you see Boston struggles because they have you know, too much, uh, not enough speed and too yeah. much size. And then you see these, you know, by the time we get to last year, that was the craziest anomaly I think I've ever seen in <laughs> hockey. You see a team win the cup with seventh string defense. Like, there was not a number one defenseman on that team. Nope. That, that is, uh, can you think of a year where that, that's even happened? Even close uh, to that year? Yeah, that's tough. I mean, you go back to the Dowdies and the, the Keys and the Seabrooks. And think about it. That's always yep. been the core moving yep, forward. Chara, going back. You'd have to go back. Probably like almost pre stats. <laughs> like, yeah, that's like, a good point. You know, yeah, and Latang was kind of that guy, but uh, yeah, didn't play. Of course, yeah, and Latang's a phenomenal player. So now yeah. you look at the team. Now you're like, okay, look, they have all this playoff experience. Yeah, now. it's very, it's very amazing. They added Jared Tenorti, I noticed, who's a former Hab uh, prospect. Man, and, uh, I, I thought, I think he's, gonna, I still think he's going to be a good pro. Me too. He's yeah, that guy. Dallas, the last little last. Was Two seasons, Dallas? I think. Dallas, I think. Um, he's a, he's a beast, massive, massive. Thick, you're, you're tall. Taller, you're taller thick. than him, actually. But yeah. he's like he's pretty close. I think he's like six nine, six. He's, he's up there, six eight. Yeah, yeah, six eight or so. But he's thick, like thick. When thick, Montreal thick. drafted him, I thought this is our answer to Chara. We could finally advance. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, he just couldn't get by uh, Michel Therrien. Yeah, I met him at uh, at the NHLPA Rookie Showcase in Toronto his his rookie year, and he was man amongst boys. Right? Unbelievable, yeah. Damn. Looked like he'd step in and play right away. Yeah. Do you remember Malkin's junior, uh, his um, his last year in uh, the World Juniors? Do you remember yeah, watching yeah. Malkin play? Yeah. That was like one of those definitive men amongst boys. Like, uh, he really looked like, yeah. like NHL-ready no, he he looked, he seriously looked like a create uh, a player actually. Yeah, when you ninety, yeah, he was huge. His you, size yeah. and the skill, yeah, huge. Like ninety nine overall yeah. up there. Yeah, it was, it was pretty. Uh, it's pretty. I don't think uh, he won that year though. Canada prevailed. Uh, they shut him down, didn't they? Pretty. Yeah, I think there's that dejected photo of him That's right. <laughs> against the uh, boards. I think he went on to some other individual successes since then. He's so, done all right since yeah, then. Yeah, I think it's. I think he's doing okay. It's fine. Um, this. Uh, this game this year, yeah. uh, the inclusion of the defense, the defensive skill stick is that the what's the exact defense skill stick? You got that's it. it, right? That's yeah. it. Yeah, the inclusion of that into the game is what a lot of hardcore players have been talking about for yeah. a long time. Being able can to you sp- describe that? Well, essentially, when the skill stick uh, was brought into the game, I think two thousand seven. Yeah, right? so full skill stick being like full rights to control right. on offense, basically. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. when that um, when that portion of the game was brought into and that mode was brought yeah. into the game uh as it was implemented into the controls in 2007 i remember that was such a pivotal moment in in, in video game sports because yeah. i had people that had never played nhl ever playing it at their house and i'd come yeah. over and be like what are you playing they're like nhl have you tried it now you can actually deke and yeah. all this stuff and since then there's been all these great modifications to the game and yeah. just building upon and you know just standing on the shoulders of giants essentially. Yep. And by the time it gets to this this year, twenty eight so we're going to the twenty eighteen version, 
I've been hearing for the last like few years now, everyone's like, it'd be cool if we had this kind of control with the defensive stick because then you can sweep. But I know you could always sweep, but the controls weren't maybe as intuitive as they are now. That's right. right. Yeah. Um, what, what was the type of feedback you received that brought about this implementation? Yeah, this it's funny. So if you go, so any show of nine, um, so 7, 08 were sort of the introduction of the skill stick, like you mentioned, on offense. And so when I joined the team in 09 as gameplay producer, uh, we knew we had to figure out something on defense to give better balance. The mm-hmm. offense was just way too overpowered. The defense didn't have any tools aside from basically throwing a hit to stop you. Um, so that's when we put in stickless and given the, the defense a little bit more tool, a few more tools to just counter what we put in. And so this year, uh, we were focusing so much on the offensive part of the game, capturing the speed and the skill of the players, the creativity, and putting all the new deeks in. And so we, made, we had to make sure that we offset that or balance that by putting in something on defense as well, giving the right. defense more tools, especially, you know, one of the best modes in our game is when you're playing the online team player, EA sports hockey, where you're locked to a character. Um, so if you're playing defense, you don't have the tools to play defense against guys who are doing between the legs deeks and stuff like that. You're going to feel like you don't want to play defense and the game's unbalanced <laughs> and you're not set up to be competitive or to help your team win. Rage quit. And yeah. And ruin so the experience for everyone. <laughs> yeah. And, and so, um, our core fans have been asking for a defensive skill stick, more control of the defensive skill uh, stick. Um, and so we felt it was the right year to, it was the right year to do it, just to kind of offset what we're doing offense with the flashier moves on offense. Mm-hmm. Um, and we weren't sure, to be honest, we weren't sure how exactly how it was going to turn out, what the actual design was. We knew we wanted to give you sort of total control with the stick, but <clears> didn't know what that was actually going to be. And so it was a tough, uh, tough development process of just kind of getting it right. So we got in there working very early, and it was awesome. We're like, hey, we see the potential of it. And then you have we have auto you know auto pivots and stuff like that. So now you got the stick held up to the right, and your guy auto pivots, and now the stick's behind him, and all these weird situations you have to figure out how to deal with. So the guys did an incredible job mm-hmm. um, pulling it together for the final product and just kind of balancing everything and making sure everything looked good. It, you know, when we first had it in there, everything looked super janky, and the the the, the players were. <laughs> I love early <laughs> development bugs like that, oh, like, especially janky. because like. Great in my experience, uh, <laughs> like animation bugs in like games like that, like suddenly <laughs> characters start like twisting around yeah. or upside down. You're oh, like, yeah. what the fuck was that? Yeah. I mean, the guys, I love that. The lower body. So one of our goals was um, typically when you go into uh, a defensive action, uh, your players go into a glide, and then they can only do these defensive moves. And we only have upper and lower body separation when you're in this glide state, mm. which is the again a limited factor of, with the defensive, defensive skill stick. Yeah. So early on, we had you know the lower body moving, and then our prototype had the op- <laughs> upper body moving independently. And we're like, functionally, mm. yeah, this is going to work. How are we going to make this thing look good? Because yeah. this looks mm. like we're up, you know, two completely separate parts of the yeah, body, like a mech warrior. Just like, oh, absolutely! <laughs> yeah, that's exactly <laughs> that's exactly what I'm pitching. Yeah, like like a total, uh, uh, like a just a static uh, chassis, essentially. Yeah. Just, yeah, you know when they do those magic tricks and they cut the person in half, and you yeah. see the legs here and the body over there. It was it was literally like yeah. that. And so the team worked really really hard, just kind of bring that all together, but getting the functionality right, and then make sure it look look good too. So something like that does that mean you have to do individual like upper and upper torso and lower body uh, motion captures then for both uh depending if we need like if there's specific gaps that we need to fill in the in the motion itself we'll do that but for the most part we just captured um the holistic character doing stuff and you know skating backwards skating forwards mm-hmm. pivoting and stuff like that and getting the full range of motion as mm-hmm. well and then our animators would take the time just to clean it up and put the right boundaries in there so it looked natural the transitions and yeah the... exactly yeah. speaking of motion yeah. capture you guys have like probably one of the best world-class facilities on the planet yeah, uh, for motion yeah. capture. People come up to you guys for everything, film and everything out there on the campus. Um, who, uh, who did you guys grace? Uh, how, who, who graced your presence this year with uh, motion capture? Uh, who did we get this year? We got a bunch of local guys, actually. A bunch of local guys. Um, we had Pavel Barber, who's well known for uh, some of his YouTube stuff and, and his uh, just his crazy moves and his crazy crazy skills with, uh, with the stick and deking and stuff like that. Wow. So he came and helped us out with a lot of the deke moves that we have in the game this year. Mm. Um, and just a lot of local talent. Um, usually when we do motion capture, it's you know October, November, December, so during the hockey season. So it's tough to get pros out. Um, so we usually get ex-pros out or ex-college guys and stuff like that. So that's what we had this year. That's cool. I like that. What are you pulling up here, C-Martin? No, nothing. Just let me... Hey. Hey. Don't do the attention. podcast, he says. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. He's like, why are you looking behind the curtain? Don't look behind yeah. the curtain. <laughs> Sorry about that. Uh yeah, I you know what's well, actually why don't we put on some of those uh, deke? You got well, some I was deke gonna footage? look is a is that a, a Pebble Barber? Is he uh, 
searchable. Is that what you said? Pebble, correct? Yeah. Pavel. Pavel. I call them Pebble. Pebble. Because I'm, you know. Shout out to Pavel Barber. Here we go. He's doing oh, pretty agility well blades! Stuff, eh? I, my buddy of mine actually is involved in agility blades. What's his uh, oh, yeah. most recent video? Put that up. It's probably NHL 18 related, I would imagine. Uh, Hammer time, bro. This, like... What's going on here? This is good for the audio listeners, but yeah, we'll just pull up this video really quick. You're just on camera, man. Don't worry. I know. <laughs> just floundering out here. Look yeah. at me. Yeah. Uh, I got to see if they're good first. That's why is, you don't want to call attention to me before. This is the I'm part ready. of the video uh, when I'm editing these, and yeah. I, look at, I edit the video, and I'm like. Jesus, you need to go to the gym. Jesus. Oh, <laughs> he was pondering. Yeah, I fat shame myself until uh, uh, until the final render goes out. And then I'm like, okay, now eat that chocolate. Here we go. Uh, yeah, so pretty Pavel silky. Barber. Pretty, Look at this guy. Pretty silky. Is this uh, our uh, watchers, our viewers can see this? Yeah. Look at who Victor Kratz. Is that what that said? I'm not sure. I don't know. Sorry, I missed that last uh, name, to, uh, name bar, but that's okay. Um, yeah, some so, crazy, crazy videos. Wow. <laughs> Two pucks. A juggle. So this guy's local, and he just uh... yeah, with incredible, he, wow. incredible skill. So on like some ha- like okay, so on that some... must be some tough cleanup with the uh, motion capture to make sure as they lose the uh, you know the ball like the, the, the sensors behind the legs as they're moving them around <clears> like that it must be kind of crazy. Yeah, I mean with the, with the the capture system that we use um, in our capture lab, there they they don't really lose too much stuff. No, I mean, they, the, okay. amount of camera, the amount of cameras they have going I, yeah. at a single time. I guess time. that's kind of like the whole point. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Wow, this is really this guy's doing some really intense moves. <laughs> like it's like a multi the multi puck thing is, is strange. Wow. So we took what is it, Pavel Barber? Yeah. If you guys uh, want to YouTube this, it's definitely worth checking out. Yeah, Pavel he's, Barber. I mean, wow. crazy, crazy videos. Dude, he's doing like skate uh, demo stuff. Like this is like, look at this. Holy shit! Bring this guy to your intramural floor hockey games. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know he doesn't score. Systems? He just does a thing. Do you know rink that they film this at? Uh, that kind of looks like UBC, but uh, I think it's like oh, UBC. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that makes Puck. sense. <laughs> they all came together there. Yeah. On message, this guy. Look at that's nice. <laughs> that's good. Anyway. Uh, that's crazy though. The skill it takes to do something like that, I really appreciate it. I can't. I, I can't do any of that stuff. Yeah, it was perfect though. It was perfect for. It's perfect what we're trying to do the game this year, and and with all the new moves and with the movement towards the youth and the McDavid's and the Matthews and the Linus yeah. and and those guys using these moves that you're seeing, like uh, like in the video there, using those moves in games in real time to create better scoring opportunities or create passing lanes for themselves. Yeah. Like I told people, like we would have put those moves, some of the moves that we added for 18, into our game even a couple of years ago. Um, people would have said, "Oh, it's too arcadey. That stuff never happens in a game. It only happens when someone's trying to hot dog." And now you're seeing that almost on a nightly basis as part of the, it's the highlights. Yeah. And speaking of those players, you said there, yeah, like like McDavid and Matthews, the seasons they had last yeah. year were, oh, yeah. god, god mode. It was like yeah. such a joy to watch young talent in their prime. Just completely murdering the opposition. Like, oh yeah! Like it's. What do you think that is in terms of like? Is it just because they've always been young kids coming to the NHL, always like top of their class? Guys, like, but now this like there's the skills of the game yeah. just allowed that style to flourish, yeah. or is it just is that particular style in a um, on an uptick? Well, they got rid of the uh, a lot of the clutching and grabbing, which allowed for faster play, getting rid mm-hmm. of the. Uh, Two line passes again allowed for more speed. Okay. In the game, some of the some of the old school guys would say the game's probably a little bit too fast right a now. A little flashier. Um, <laughs> but these kids have just incredible skill, right? So mm-hmm. for us, um, remember seeing Pavel Bure, uh, you know, doing these moves at full speed. He's one of the few guys that could pull off these incredible moves at all full the Pavels. Mm-hmm. And now all these guys, all these kids, the McDavid's, the Matthews, these guys are doing all these moves at full speed, like like Bure was back in the day. Yeah, mm-hmm. which is really crazy. Yeah. You, you know what? I was uh, I was reading this quote. In, in the about the entertainment industry and it said sometimes making it means just still being around that's yeah. that's that's like a, a <laughs> yeah. major component yeah. and the reason i say that is because you see these ultra talents like mcdavid and matthews yeah. and the i think they're a real uh, it, it's a major component it has to be part of it because there's amazing draft years all the time yeah but this these franchise level players when they come out and they really break through the way we've seen the last couple seasons especially you see that it's also the old guard retiring. And so it creates these vacuums yeah. of, of, of power, essentially. Yeah. So you have these, like, 
if I could relate it to like basketball or something like that, the Carl Malones out there versus the Michael Jordan. Sure. It's like yeah. Michael Jordan is like this phenomenal, legendary, th- the best of his sport. Yeah. And then you have these amazing elite talents that are playing against him that will just, they'll always, th- their trees won't grow under those shadows of those branches, essentially. Yeah. It'll always just be not as big. Yeah. If you look at MMA even right now, I'd say probably Daniel Cormier and John right. Jones. That that essentially thing where you have this elite fighter in yeah. Daniel Cormier. But despite John Jones' issues, he'll always be the guy that got, def- like, he got beat twice by uh, John Jones, you know? So how do you, how do you, how do you equate that? I say, if you stick around long enough, you work your way through. You either excel in experience, or yeah. your talent eventually breaks through. That's right. Um, whatever was you know holding you back, essentially. Yeah. that's that's my opinion. I don't know. Yeah, there's, no. But I a, mean, especially now with with so much through hockey, like so much talent coming up that mm-hmm. when you get 26, 27, 28, you're balanced to keep your job, not lose it to this young guy who's coming in. You're that's coming right. in on a cheaper contract mm-hmm. than you probably have at the time too, if you're still around. That's right. Um, so yeah, it's interesting. Just kind of the natural phenomenon of this that that vacuum out. Speaking of contracts, the idea that like Yager is out there that like <laughs> guys like Iggy, like Jerome McGinley are out there. Yeah. That blows me away. Yep. That blows me away. I think there's gotta be, there, you can't tell me a team like Vegas couldn't sell. I love that they have a team. Right. Which is great. But you couldn't tell me like a brand new expansion, like, like Vegas couldn't take a player like Yager and churn that into like just some insane level of Jersey sales or in the very least, just foster the growth of the younger players in the team. Like, why wouldn't, I mean this, why wouldn't Montreal draft, or sorry, draft, why wouldn't they sign Yager and have him lead Galchenyuk and Druin and these younger guys? Why not show them how to be a superstar? Or Toronto, yeah. with, you know, or, or, you know, those guys. Like, I could say a number of teams that could benefit from some type of leadership like that. Uh, I just think teams value, value speed too much. And that's what we're talking about, right? That's that's it. It's an overcorrection. Yeah, it's a complete overcorrection from basically 2013 yep. moving forward. Now you're going to have teams. Someone's going to come in and bully their way to a cup again. Sure, and then you'll see it build back up. Yeah, which uh, I wanted to pitch this to you for an enforcer mode. Yeah, enforcer <laughs> mode. Yeah, yeah. Now a lot of people like Is that to a say. Thing? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> not, not yet. Not yet. Oh, not, yet. <laughs> not yet. Well, let, let me pitch it All first. Right, yeah, sure. let's, I got an idea. You know, I got a. I got a. All right. I got to paint <laughs> a right. picture for you here. All right. All Unsolicited, right. mind so, you. She's not allowed yeah. to listen to it. But so uh, yeah, yeah, this is a you <laughs> know, patent pending. <laughs> the uh, the film success of the Goon franchise was yeah. so great, and it paints a really great uh, story of of how your self-identity can be attached to this like occupation so so well and so defined in your life that when that is you know removed from you oftentimes not by your choice what what is your next step a lot of people have a hard time you know transitioning into that next phase of life yep athletes and non-athletes alike i would like to see uh it doesn't even need to be the post and pre life or anything like that. Like it doesn't have to be goon. That's not. I'm not pitching goon the game. By the way, what I'm pitching for a mode is within within the uh, be a pro. If an enforcer, uh, rather than being relegated to fighting and hitting and uh, money laundering and money, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> gambling, yeah, yeah, there's a gambling mini side mode. Uh, rather than being, uh, you know, relegated to those portions of the role, having an intimidation mini game essentially, okay. where you're able to chirp, yeah, almost. You could say seriously, and you could even like uh, do it, like uh, do a control scheme in this, um, the idea of like you know some of those rock. Band guitar hero sure, type, yeah, a little you know, combo to little combo <laughs> to chirp, yeah, right okay. to chirp, and the more chirps you learn, think about like Monkey Island or something like that. The way you, like you learn the uh, insult games and the what's the play? counterplay though? How are you going to fight back? You just have a chirp defense, you know, the, uh, a, a more complex button combination. Yeah, <laughs> now, now here's the thing because it's because it's be a pro and you work your way through it. Here's my here's my counterplay. You you first start off. If you if you don't chirp well enough, you you get intimidated and you have to fight. And if you're unable to fight in the game, then your roles and your ice time is diminished, and that affects how your long term viability on the team, right? But 
you will always have to learn, and that's the learning rate, because you're the rookie enforcer. Yeah. Ty Domi, when he first fought Bob Probert <laughs> back in the day, you know, that was a big, that was a big step for, uh, for Ty Domi. But to have that, that uh, rookie legend kind of dynamic and you work your way up until the end of your career where you know all the taunts and you know all the intimidations and you're able to you you're so good at this point yeah. and you're chipping in points you're you're very effective forward and at this point suddenly you're you start being called out by the younger guys and you have to sort them out and then eventually you retire and that kind of thing that's that's my go, I go, okay yeah so you I'm looking forward to seeing yeah. the Sunday Chill 19 rapper. Yeah. I don't so want you, to. Uh, <laughs> you master the button combos, you chirp, and you back it up by fighting. Uh, you do that long enough, and then you go to the corner, and people don't want to go to the corner with you because you can fight really well. That's so right. So you get the puck, and you start scoring offensively. You chip in. Yes. You start to come down on the backside of your career. You yes. get young guys coming up and challenge you mm-hmm. with more complex button combination chirps. Yes. And you don't have the skills to counter because you're limited and you're old and you can't remember all the button combos anymore. Yes, yes. Uh, and you still take the fight because you fight for pride and keep your place in the league. And then Rammer. actually you lose some fights and yes. then you're out of the league. I'm very impressed that you didn't write any of this down and you... you Got it. I don't yeah, with you. Okay. Yeah, okay. Got I'm, it. I'm impressed. He's a, uh, he's a pro, by the way. Yeah, he's a super it. pro, <laughs> clearly. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. No, I'll look like, forward to seeing like we have this. a design there. I yeah, feel like yeah, it's yeah, designed. Seems loose. Yeah, seems yeah. loose. But loose. Uh, <laughs> a few yeah. detail, few detail yeah. Yeah. Don't worry. I'll, I'll give you the napkin I wrote it down on. <laughs> yeah, <It's> okay. <laughs> for example, how the game somehow allows the button combos. Yeah. Like, yeah, at any... Suddenly, like, yeah. the game plays pretty fast, if I remember. Like, I've seen it, like... Yeah. You don't have a lot of time to fuck around with some, like, pop-ups. You would have to change the dynamics for more scrum. More scrums. <laughs> more scrum time, for more, sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. more scrums. and uh, Like, you probably face wash, and that means give me some time to do my, enter my button combo yes. yeah. while you're yeah. face washing the guy. That's another thing, too. You can so upgrade yeah. your, your face wash to give you more time. Right. And then little little dirty things behind the play, like oh, if the linesman's not looking. Little thing. That's what I'm telling you. So, uh, so just actual question here. Given, let's say this was actually a proposal <laughs> from the team. Yes. And you don't have to say it because, obviously, it's a... Not a can't really comment, but like, what do you think the uh, NHL response would be with this kind of promotional gameplay? Considering they sign off on the game, do you think they would be psyched, or do you think they would have questions? Yeah, it's good. It's a good. It's a good question. I think. Um, I, I think with the way the league is going around, like the speed and the skill and the creativity, you're seeing a lot of the fighting, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of sort of the aggression, a lot of the after whistle stuff, kind of getting phased out of the game itself. But to be honest, like when we, when we try to be sort of authentic, that's probably the opposite of where the authenticity of the sport is actually going. So mm-hmm. that's true. Yeah, I will say that, and this, you've you've actually said this on the show before, but all the uh, all the informal player polls every yes. time when they ask they ask they pull all the players and they say hey do you want fighting removed it's overwhelming it's like ninety eight percent or something every time in yes. favor of fighting yeah oh in favor of yes we want fighting yeah absolutely because the police is the game they like if your star players out there like uh, yeah I don't want to get ran for every you know time yeah. I'm in the corner or something like that especially at this level like. The amount of money on the table, the amount of investment you put personally into your own life and yeah. career and the sacrifices and stuff just to be shut down quickly. And we've yeah. seen that several times over the years. It's pretty bad. It could be bad, but in a video game sense, it could be very entertaining. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> and I would, you know, I'd like to see it. Actually, that's another question. Has there ever been discussion about career ending injuries in uh, Be a Pro or, or franchise mode? Uh, be a Pro would be tough because. It's like permadeath. You go out, you go out in your first, yeah, you go out in your first game and you get one of these injuries and then you're done. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, the well, first game maybe, but like your fiftieth game, like you put in like four hours. Yeah, you like, have four hours of five. Well, man, like, yeah. let, let me counter. Let me counterpoint to that. I have played several. I don't know how many hours. I am. I am a hardcore player. I play a lot, but the the amount of times I've been playing, say like my second playthrough of that the that year's copy or something, and. uh I'll get injured, yeah, and like a two or three month injury or something yeah. in the game. I actually there's a few times where I've been like, you know, if this was permanent, that's okay. And really? I, would, yeah, yeah, I could because realistically, some of them can be permanent or no doubt, or sure. or how about this? Not even career ending, but just permanent damage, like accruing yeah. 
like, okay, now your speed's diminished this much because right. you blew your knee for the second time. Sure. You know, yeah. something like that. Yeah, I can see something like that. Yeah. Have you, like, has ever, has that stuff ever been tabled and discussed? Uh, I think we talked, we talked about sort of how deep you want to go with injuries and duration of injuries and stuff like that. We, we had playable injuries where you could get hurt and then come back to the game and your ratings would be decreased based on yes. the type of injury Which, you had, yeah. stuff like that, right? Definitely, yeah. Um, Just so if you were playing, basis, yeah. if you were playing franchise mode as the Habs, and, it's a great team. Great team. Wow. Um, TBD. <laughs> TBD. <laughs> and uh, Edmonton's, Edmonton's your next game, and you saw McDavid was out for the year. Part, I think part of the, the enjoyment of playing the variety of different teams is when the star players come to town. Just like when you go watch a game, you go to sure, see yeah. McDavid. And so having McDavid not there for the rest of that season, I think I personally feel as a gamer is, is not exciting to me. I'd rather be playing I can, yeah, against I can, McDavid. I can recognize that. I think... An option just want, might be, you, like, not the default. I'm not sure how many options yeah, there are moving you. into it, but, like, almost like a difficulty slider, yeah. you know, in terms of, like, hey, I'm open to this. Yeah, but, you, like, on average, players, yeah. you know, like, only 5% of players that play the mode might even be yeah. interested. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah, like, yeah, like GM Connected went the previous iteration yeah. of that, right? Yeah. The, uh, the engagement was just didn't warrant future and it's still on the table maybe in the future yeah right? we, yeah. So we, yeah, we continue to look at it we also yeah, you continue to dissect kind of why it didn't work as well as we wanted to the first time there mm-hmm. so we can we can um figure you, out how to optimize yeah. it just make it better right you guys must get good on analytics too right yeah you yeah, were saying absolutely i think the real i think you said after like the first month or two of a gm connected season the engagement drops to like yeah, like tiny, 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 extremely, extremely tiny. And then the mm-hmm. you know the number of leagues that had more than two people as part of the league was again very, very small. Mm-hmm. And, and we had built it, you know, hoping that people would form you know thirty man leagues at the time um, and play it OTP style, and we'd mm-hmm. have all these people playing it. And, and the numbers just the numbers just weren't there. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's I can see I can see why. You know, yep. life is uh, a constant struggle for attention and time and Absolutely, investment. Yeah. Like, it, it, I don't know. It's not yep. unheard of. Yeah, and we didn't, you know, and, and to be fair, on our side, um, the experience also wasn't the greatest either. And there were long, like, load times for each screen because we had everything on the server uh, and mm. stuff like that. So there's things on our side, that, too. That yeah. we could, there's, there were yeah. things on our side that we didn't do as well as we should have either. Um, but I don't think the, you know, if we had optimized all that stuff, I, I, I'm not sure that the numbers would have still been there. So we... See, Ramon, this, this is why I like you, man, because you're so open and you're so honest about this stuff. Like, you're vulnerable. How can how can anyone say a, a mean <laughs> thing about you? I don't know. You're you're, you're a good guy. You've always, uh, you know, what you've never sat in front of me in an interview, and you've never you've never ever like hid behind like a, a PR answer. No, well, I mean you, the, the answer is the answers, right? Yeah, and I think I think in this day and age, um, hopefully, fans just appreciate you know transparency and mm-hmm. and and. Mm-hmm. At least you, you may not agree with the decisions that we make. You might not agree that GM Connected hasn't come back, but hopefully you have enough context for me to understand the decision. Of course, right? That's all. I, that's all we can do. And, and and you know, it starts with you know when we come up with game designs and stuff like that. Not everyone always understands the what we're doing or agrees with what you're doing um, internally or externally. Um, but they can understand why you're doing, what your objectives are in doing it, or your decision making process, and then be okay with it. At, that, at some point, you just got to trust the person making the decisions, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, I got a hard hardball for you. Fire. When I was making my my franchise last year, my first franchise, it asked me to enter my GM name. Yeah, I always pay tribute to my uh, late uh, paternal, no maternal grandfather, Jack Backman, and I would make him the GM because he's the one who gave me my love for the Habs. And uh, Jack Backman wouldn't fit in the character <laughs> limit. I felt like texting you, and then I was like, <laughs> I was like, "Nah, you got bigger things going on." <laughs> so I wait. I, I was like, "No, nah, you know what I'll do? I'll that let it like a low character yeah. limit, actually." Yeah. yeah, you know what? You know what? I'll let it fester for a year, and then I'll How confront him directly. Is it like extra characters? It's a B A C K M A N N. That seems mm. seems low. Yeah, that's a little low. What is that like? So I can fit my name in there. I'm pretty sure my name fits four. in there. I I can get. But is it meant for two <laughs> names, or is it meant for like a single last name? Mm. Single last name. Uh, so it was most supposed to just be back. Just probably supposed to be back. You tried to go first and last. Oh, yeah. okay. Use your, use your air. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, the payoff on that question was perfect. <laughs> yeah, it's like I waited a year for that, guys. Yeah, yeah. No, it was, it's just like um, that questions like that, though, where like they're e- easily like, oh, well, hey, this is why. Like the menu, submenu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
it blows me away how many people just like, well, well, I'm never playing this again. They just drop. I don't know. Do you feel like there's a, this is beyond video games, but do you feel like there's an entitlement in social media? Oh, that's the uh, that's the world we live in. That's what that's what makes it so fascinating, though. So fast, I and mean, we we've gone deep on social media before. A little bit. Uh, that's what makes it so fascinating. And everyone, there's so many people on Twitter on social media that that, that want to stand out, get recognized, and. I mean, look at the tweets you're referencing right now. Those mm-hmm. people who do that stuff, right? Those are the, mm-hmm. those yeah, are the people we talk about. They can catch you in some comment or whatever, right? and they can like. There's notoriety to be gained yeah. for them. I, uh, I think or I whatever. hate. You know what? More than anything, more than the lack of credibility and stuff like that, like which I called out earlier. More than that, I think the thing I hate the most is the the like the smug. Uh, last word culture. Holy man, I, I went off a little bit on that a couple weeks ago. But you, I know you. I know you both know what I'm talking about. It's the uh, someone someone posts something hot take on yep. something like that. Out of the edge. First comment, yeah, and yeah, first comment is always like actually da 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 da, and then someone maybe a third party engages with that first comment, and then the original poster comes in because it's their thread, and they come in and they say. Well, actually, you should know this. Duh, 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 duh. And it's like a drop the mic thing where they like they just feel like, oh, this is it. Boom. I'm walking away. It's like not everyone is a drop the mic kind of person. Like that's that probably bugs me more than anything when you see like really poorly constructed arguments uh, championed as like the greatest intelligence. That yeah. fucking drives me crazy. Yeah. <sighs> I'm venting a little bit here. That's okay. I, that's okay. I love it's fascinating. I love it. That's what reading your tweets does to me. <laughs> Pence me up a little bit. Uh, you know what? Um, what time we got? Where we at, bro? 40. 40? I think it's about time for a little read. Can we do a little ad read, I think? Oh, yeah. Uh, I forgot to mention to remind me. So it's just. Oh, uh, by the way. Yeah, hey, thanks. You're welcome. Cool, let's do this. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you're near a computer or a phone right now, I would go ahead and recommend that you go to floathouse.ca. Why would you go there? Well, it's simply the greatest isolation tank experience in the lower mainland. Rammer, have you floated before? I have not floated. I, I want to float. How close are you to book float. I, Will I fit in the tank is the, my first question. Absolutely. And if I'll fit in the tank, I want to float. I was literally this close to booking. How tall are you exactly? You're 6'11". Six, six eleven. Six eleven. Jesus Christ. That's okay. a bunch of... That's a, that's a bunch of... How big is the, ta- how big is the tank? The tanks have fit uh, WWE superstar Paul White, The Big Show. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't know if that's his real first name, Paul White. But what is he like? He's like six five. I, six, he's I like, saw him in the airport one hold time. On. Hold on, he's like seven four or something like that. He's come like, on now. Oh, is that his Vince? That's his Vince height. Yeah, that's his Vince. <laughs> I, I walked past him the airport. That's and, like Undertaker's uh, three hundred pounds. Yeah. is he? I don't think so. Yeah, let's look this up. Big Show. The Big Show. Paul Donald White is currently how? I, I think he's. I, I think he's six five or six. Build six. height is build height is seven foot. Seven feet. But it's as build as if it might not be accurate. What the hell? <laughs> build height. He's not a transformer. Let's get a... a no, it, that's what it says. Okay, it says seven, seven feet. I bet you if you go to the WWE one, though, he's... It's like seven four. Seven six now. Yeah. yeah he, he grows. He's getting bigger out there. <laughs> I, think he's, I think he's six five six six. That's why I'm six five six six. You think he's six six? I think so. Isn't his whole gimmick he's seven feet? That, yeah. This would be a... This, that's this why it's his build... Okay, you, gotta Google, like, you gotta Google like Google this. Google it. Google, Google it. Google is uh, real, real height. Yeah, okay, this would be go a, a kayfabe killer right now. It's <laughs> just like he's actually six four. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Big Show actual height. Excellent Google name. Okay, here we go. What is it? Oh, convert that. Three, seven, Jeez. seven feet. Metric two thirteen seven feet. Seven feet. Two thirteen is seven feet. How did you do that on the fly? You're, uh, you're, you're a smart fella. Six eleven is like two eleven. Oh, I see. Yeah, six eleven is too low. Yeah, so look, you guys are the same height, basically, right? I'm not believing that. It says six. There's no oh, way. Look at this. There's no way. There is no way that he's seven feet. Are you calling out Big Show right now? This is the official call out. Unless the lady in the picture is is she could be tall. How, Kelly, Kelly Kelly Kelly. I don't think Kelly. Okay, how tall okay. is Kelly Kelly? There we go. Let's do some look up. Look up Kelly. Investigatory work here. What are you looking at, bro? Oh, I'm just reading, trying to read the caption as if it had any more information. Oh, no. Look up, uh, just look up Kelly Kelly. Oh, it said, what did it say, 610? Yeah, it's going to say 610. So he's getting Someone smaller, claimed. Getting smaller by the, uh, by the search. That's because 
actually, did you ever hear Hulk Hogan, his, uh, his reasoning? He was like, I used to be 6'6", six, six, brother. And then uh, all those leg drops. 5'6". Now, now I'm 6'3". Build height so of 5'6". Really, <laughs> which, is, which is bullshit, by the way. Maybe he had a Vince height of 6'6". Six, six yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's 5'6", here. 5'6", so... She's 5'6". So we're saying he, that he's a foot and a half taller. Let's look at this photo. Can we get a, a viewer for the viewer photo? Is that a... Uh, Are they looking at this right now? Mm-hmm. Show, show them this. So look at this. Nah, she got heels uh, on, too. Let's give her some... So, like... Yeah, you know what? How tall is she? 5'6"? Five, 5'6", six? Five, six is what it says. 5'6", with height. heels? Let's say those are four inches, I guess. No, it's 5'6", build height. <laughs> 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 they only do build... It's like a great player. This, I know, like, the, like oh, you use the Kelly Kelly template? Okay. Smart. It's a smart move. Um, interesting. Speaking, speaking tall, Pokemon, you saw him, though, in the airport? You, and he I saw him in the airport, yeah, yeah. I would have guessed he was probably 6'6". Six, six. Mid-float house, house ad. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Should just start again? Yeah. No. 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 Uh, but ladies and gentlemen, if you go to float... <laughs> they will fit you in the tank. Yeah. By the way, they will you, fit you. You can yeah. fit 2 meters 13. Yeah, at least. He fit very yeah, comfortably most. from what I understand. Really? That's They're pretty look, big. Yeah. You, if you look at him. He's only 6'6". Six, six. Of course he fit. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot we were doing the ad for yeah, a second. I'm, a, yeah. I'm aware. I'm so glad you got us back. <laughs> the, uh, that's Jesus. the internet. That's the internet for you. Just yeah. down, a, down a rabbit hole. Yeah, I was like, now, now stay away back. Yeah. Yeah. Look up this guy. Yeah, now look up fascism. Okay, let's. <laughs> just, yeah. Uh, so if you go to floodhouse.ca, you can actually experience the greatest isolation tank uh, experience in the Lower Mainland. It's so cool. What's an isolation tank? Basically, it's a float tank that you can just unlock the mysteries of your mind it's so beautiful and tranquil at the same time it's really relaxing you can actually just chill in there and enjoy the silence you don't have to go on these intergalactic journeys you can just enjoy the time are there sounds in there uh there's whatever sound you bring with you oh okay it's just like you know that scene in star wars when luke is he's like what's in that forest in in the swamps of dagobah and then yoda's like only what you bring with you and then uh (laughs) your weapons you will not need them. That thing. And then he ends up slicing Vader's head, and it ends up being his face. Foreshadowing. Crazy. So, Spoiler. Spoiler, by the way, in case you haven't seen <laughs> yeah. Empire Strikes Back. I'm going to float, though. Before, before we do this again, I'm going to float. I would hope so, because we'll it's We'll talk it's about super the uh, float experience next time. If I'm you do, to it. you should use our podcast promo code, IIPODCAST. That'll get you 20% off your next float. I, uh, I will do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that was not a clever way to package that into the conversation naturally. <laughs> but it definitely worked. It definitely did work, though. <laughs> but yeah, go to... I, uh, I, I, go to... Uh, inter- <laughs> Jesus, what am I doing? Go to floathouse.ca and use our podcast promo code, IIPODCAST. Get yourself 20% off your next float. Float, ladies and gentlemen. It's great. I love it. I float. We float. You should float. Rammer's going to float next we're all, time. We're all going to float. We're all going to float. <laughs> not in a group. It's not big enough for that. <laughs> I was just thinking of I weird think there are group, group tanks, fit, though. It could fit the big show. It could fit Paul White. Okay, two of me, then. How tall are you? 5'6". Kelly Kelly height. You're Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got the Kelly Kelly template. Yeah, the man. Build, Kelly, the build? Yeah. That's, that was a weird way to put that. The build height? You got a 5'6". Five, five, it's because I think when they put most... Um, People on Wikipedia, they don't list their stats like they do for models. So they do yeah. for you, people that have like their physical nature is like part of their persona or character. Oh, if they're like an athlete. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Then it's like, oh, this is what they're known for. And so for wrestling, I think it's like the height and the weight is like a thing. Anyways. Yeah, I, uh, I, I think... We've made enough enemies in entertainment so far. I think we can get get away from them. Big Show's a big guy. He's, he's a big guy. He's a big fella. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, you yeah. tell you tell him he's six six. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would like to send a message, and I'll send him that clip, and I'll be like, "Just see, no rammer over at EA Sports sending a lot of heat your way. What do you think about this?" You would probably respond in some kind of baritone font. I don't like it. I'm going to get going. to the bottom of this, by the yeah. way. Expect a text from me tonight. I'm going to get to the bottom of this. Yeah, we'll figure this out. Yeah. Um, hey, you know what? Speaking of uh, stuff we have online, Seymour, what do you got for me on uh, Only the things here? you sent. So Things I send you. <laughs> yeah, so. Did you see this, Rammer, today? Check this out, man. Look at uh, this, this news thing. here. Have you seen this? Let me read the headline here for our, our viewers. Uh, Balls of bitumen, Calgary Breakthrough, could bypass pipeline problem, researcher says. 
So someone has figured out in Calgary how to basically um, take oil from a liquid form and keep it into these uh, non-spillable pellets. So the the article says, think about, think the way aspirin works, essentially. So it covers it in this thin coating that you'd have to like really heat up in order to reliquify it. But it's the same amount of energy it takes to liquefy it initially. So look at this video here. Look at this. So these bitumen balls could be a pipeline-free way to get the oil out around the world. Because right now, all these pipelines, uh, the big issues well, are like, spills are inevitable, right? Yep. But if this spills... We're talking like oh, so we're saying we're, we're a saying, week cleanup versus like this is like a new distribution method for, yeah, for oil. This could actually revolutionize. Look at this. Look how they stay in uh, in form. If you could carry, think about this. Imagine being right. able to you'd buy oil in like like in fun dip packs essentially. Like if you needed yeah. oil, you go. Uh, you're like, yeah, I need a viscosity rating. What? Of, uh, uh, <laughs> what? How do they actually? Um, we're, we're turn it into here? the liquid. Let me read a bit more. What does it say? The pellets are tough and can be safely transported by rail or truck without worrying about spills because of a gas bubble injected inside each pellet. They're also This buoyant. makes me a little nervous. A the, long time. Uh, the guy who, who is talking about it says, they're nice and hearty. If you put them in water, they'll sit like that for a very long time. Jesus. Well, that's kind of good, isn't it? Yeah, but how long is very long? Like four days or... Well, that's true. It hasn't really specified, but I don't know. It says the research and effort to translate into a commercially viable idea was supported by the University of Calgary's Innovate Calgary, the school's mm-hmm. technology and business incubation center. Well, that's smart, man. This is the kind of thinking you need mm-hmm. to advance. Now, the interesting part here is, so if you put them, uh, so it says by remixing them with a yeah. light oil, mm-hmm. uh, which is produced as a side product somehow of the then, original, it's actually already yeah, produced yeah. as a side product of the original process. And then upgraded in the regular way. So you'd mm. have to transport the light oil with the solids if you want to reconstitute the heavy oil. Right. Yeah. That's interesting. Hmm. It's novel. So, it's certainly novel. So here's a weird, cool. yeah. weird ethical question. Is like that's, that's obviously a great invention. Yeah. But ethically. Oil pachinko. <laughs> yes. It's definitely uh, game showy a mm-hmm. little bit. Yeah. Like you throw oil balls around, I guess, whatever. But. How about the idea that we're supposed to be moving away from oil, rightfully so, and I can imagine why. We're supposed to be moving away from like an oil-based economy into like more green nature. Yeah. Will this actually just you know delay that inevitable transition? Uh, I don't think so. Think? I think I think people are trying to be progressive enough in that transition that I think this just makes a safer way of delivering oil. In the meantime, while we figure it out, I think there's enough momentum towards kind of going green, in mm-hmm. my opinion. Mm-hmm. I agree um, with that. Now, to kind of tie into our earlier conversation, the the internet's response to this article is yeah. not as positive no. as, as you would imagine. What's the response? The responses I was reading were pretty much what I was just in the question I was just saying, which is like, this is only going to prolong the inevitable, and uh, we need to get off oil now. And it's just like there's no it's pretty positive. rational. Right. It's I mean it's. It's, but at the same time, we need not oil. Not in that like voice the, that you just used. But. <laughs> How dare you uh, aggressively <laughs> attack me like that? Yeah. How dare you? This is a safe space, and okay. I should be able to talk however I want. How dare you? No, the idea, though, that like the monitor that everyone's watching the show on or, or listening to it or whatever, uh, the, everything's ma- oil-based, basically. Everything you're using, especially electronics, it has oil in the technology. You, need, you still need it. Even yeah. if we moved off it for transportation... We'll still need it for many, many, many products. So I think it's a great idea. I think it's supposed to be probably one of the best innovations I've seen in a long yeah, time. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That's pretty rad. Yeah. Imagine if they figured out how to do that with, like, different food types, foodstuffs, and uh, water. Like some Willy Wonka shit. Some yeah. Willy Wonka shit. That it's like yeah. an everlasting gobstopper, essentially. Yeah. yeah. We've developed Gobstop. a coating that will provide you infinite gum. And you're like, wow, this is... What a, what a time to be alive. It's amazing. I made a comment the other day online that uh, it's never been easier to start a cult right now. Because you have the blood moon right yeah. now in Vancouver. You have uh, historical floods and hurricanes. Yeah. And uh, you don't think like... The Antichrist is currently sitting in the United States. You don't think that like <laughs> 10, 10 AD, you're like... You could basically, if you just saw some shit, you're just like, and some guy died, you're like, let's elevate that person to cult status. 
basically, like, right? Yeah. It's like you just, as long as you're in power, you can just like create cults. I think at 10 AD, uh, there might have been actually or earlier. More, it might have been more conservative. They might have been like, there hasn't been enough people yet. We have to see how this goes. No saints until uh, 280. That's they're like we're gonna let see how this goes for the first two hundred years, and then work off that. I think that, I think that was the the playbook. Fair enough. Fair enough. Seymart, that worked out really well. <laughs> Are you thinking of starting a cult? I guess is my question. Yeah, this is what I'm. And if you into. did, what would you? Uh, what would be your point of? Uh, what would you, what would be the thing? I would finance a lot of the cult with terrible video game pitches. I would. Yeah, I would, that's gonna how you're financing it. Yeah, I I would start a new model where. I charge for pitches. People are always okay. like, people are always like, oh, I'm trying to get the meeting. I'm like, no, no, no. You bring the meeting to you. You pitch. <laughs> they pay you. It's, it's totally new. It's got to revolutionize. It's going to be the uh, oil bitumen transport of, of uh, pitches. Such, gonna, a, such a game changer. We can't wrap our head around it yeah, right now. It's, a, it's, it's a, so a, futuristic. Yeah, it's going to be the defense skill stick yeah. of uh, pitches. It's going to be, <laughs> it's going to be amazing. Um, there's a a large team that goes into helping uh, bring games about every year and i feel like uh your your name's obviously always at the forefront of a lot of uh you know the credit that that gets sure that way yeah um is there are there individuals this year on the team that you think of when you think hey this individual stepped up and was like a very central part yeah i think uh, way we operate, I mean, it's such a such a team effort. There's so many people that go into, so many people that are instrumental, just bring it all together, and everyone literally plays a role. Mm. Bigger roles, smaller roles, roles with more accountability, less <clears> accountability. <throat> we have doers, we have guys who push innovation. Like everyone's just got their role on our team, and and you know, you mentioned me being at the forefront of it all, and and not super not super comfortable that with given like the culture that we like to have on the yeah. team around. Just I just mean like most people. Name recognition. That's yeah, what it is. Yeah, no, totally. Yeah. And I get it. You know, I get. I get it that you know I, I do a lot of the external sort of communications and stuff like that in the media. So my name's out there. But it's you know I tell the team all the time. It's just an honor to kind of represent the work that they do. And mm-hmm. I'm not a I'm not a big believer in or like hierarchical org charts and stuff like that. When you look at our org chart and our team that we're not rolling up up the chain, um, we're just you know our core myself and our core leadership group are kind of just right there on the side, on the left side or the right side with everyone else and. Everyone's just we just have a different role on the team, literally just a different role on the team. I think that's that's that makes a good leader being able to spread it out like that, obviously. Uh, I mean we're only as good, like literally we're only as good as the uh you know, the work that the team does. Mm-hmm. And, you know, hopefully they value the direction that we bring and the leadership that we bring. But you know, I didn't write a single line of code for NHL eighteen. <laughs> uh I didn't make a single piece of art for NHL eighteen. Hopefully, you know, the, the team can appreciate the, the people that we brought in to fill some key gaps that we had and, mm-hmm. and hope that they know we're always trying to make the team as good as we can and, and believe in us as leaders. So, uh, yeah, team effort, man. That's pretty team exciting. Effort. I like that. Um, that the QA this time. You get some good, yeah. you get some weird bugs. I, like, obviously, there's always some weird yep. ones, but, like, yeah. are there, like, some spectacular ones that, like, persisted or kept cropping up or just, like, oh, this fucking can you thing speak to that? Well, like... anything, I mean, anytime you deal with physics. Anytime yeah. You, <laughs> so anytime you generators. Do, yeah, anytime you do with physics, right, because you can't write a, you can't write a test plan that accounts for every single thing that can happen when you have runtime physics going. So there's some fanta- <laughs> always some fantastic physics bugs. Uh, I mean, just some of the stuff with, like, we saw the defensive skill stick, too, and yeah. just, I mean, how janky it kind of looked. Just, yeah, yeah. Just, you know, seeing seeing that stuff in early development and, like, man, we have a long way to go to Did bring it kinda... together. Come in, not hot, but you know, where you're just like, hmm, are we gonna, are going, to, are we gonna be able to clean it up, or is it? Oh, like, totally, absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think defense skill stick was one of those things, and you know, functionally it was working, and but we couldn't, we couldn't ship it the way it was for the majority of the year. Um, but again, though, like, the team just kind of rallied, and they, they, totally. I mean, the team is, are the biggest critics of their work. Um, absolutely, yeah. So it makes our job makes our job easy, right? I do have a question that I think probably would have came up if i asked for questions yeah um obviously frostbite yep uh using uh switching engines yeah um has has that uh been considered for next year is uh we're too early in the game to to discuss that can you discuss no that? uh so we're looking at frostbite so with madden going fifa on frostbite right now mm-hmm. madden going to frostbite 
um, going to f- a new piece of technology like that is always challenging. It's like it's like a changing consoles. Yeah, risky. Uh, new, yeah, risky. You guys are difficult. just getting you know so comfortable right now with the current. Yeah, you know, like and nobody the, you know, and, and nobody cares that you're nobody cares that you've gone to a new engine if the no. game isn't better. Right? Yeah, as a consumer, and you shouldn't care about that. You just care about what does this new engine get me and, and give me more of that good stuff that it should bring. Totally. And so for us, there was a lot of it was tough, a tough transition for FIFA, tough for Madden, um, just like any kind of console transition is. And so for us, trying to take those learnings, I think that's the good thing about being part of sports and the larger kind of EA is there's so much knowledge there and there's so much we can do just kind of learn and figure out when the right time for us to fast follow is um, so we don't repeat some of the, the mistakes or the learnings that um, that others encountered before us. So we're still trying to figure out what the right time is for us. And and for us, it's, you know, the number one thing that we're trying to do is like, how do we deliver the best game every single year, get the most stuff in it to meet the demands of our fans? Mm-hmm. And then when we start thinking about Frostbite is when can we get that in there in an efficient way and, and, and blow people away with what it actually brings? Yeah. Um, so it's always, you know, when you look at it from a fan first perspective, focusing on frostbite means that we're not doing some other stuff, right? And we understand the expectations are get on frostbite and give us more st- the stuff you normally give us and some mm-hmm. other cool stuff as well. Cause now you're on frostbite too. Yeah. So it really flex the power of that engine. It's definitely like budgeting expectations in that regard. Sure. Yeah. Do you think that there's an advantage to say some of the other teams, um, for like FIFA and Madden, yep. uh, moving to frostbite first and seeing how they're able to implement. Oh, um, totally. Yeah. Like being kind of being not first in through the absolutely. door. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I think, I, I think for, for NHL, the sort of fast follow approach has been a, a good one for us in a lot of different ways. Just, uh, you know, letting, when we moved to this generation of console, Madden and FIFA kind of went first. <clears throat> uh, we took all the learnings and then we, you know, we followed the year after uh, frostbite, same kind of thing. It's just, um, with the amount of sharing that we do now in the company, um, sharing best practices, sharing technology, sharing learning, sharing people, uh, it's just a, it's a sound strategy for us. It allows us to leverage our size to the best of our ability as opposed to everyone trying to do every, this exact same thing at the same time and everybody's sort of falling flat or succeeding. Yeah. Well said, my friend. Right. <laughs> uh, that's really great. Uh, I appreciate you coming down and chatting with us Absolutely. Today. You're always welcome here, man. Always, Perfect. always, all the time. I Next time I come for a float. I would I'll, love uh... if you come and just hang out and have a float. You know what would be great? I think this year I'd love to have you come uh, do some playoff predictions again. Let's do it. Yeah, let's do that for Sparling? sure this Sparling? year. Sparling? With Sparling? Would you be interested let's in seeing that? Yeah. <laughs> Every time your name comes up, he's always just like, oh, bro, you got to get me in there again. Yeah. I love, I love yeah. it, man. It's like it's ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, can I uh, can I plug the game one more time before uh, before we uh, head out? I think that's what we should do. Uh, I think NHL 18, I believe, is available in North America uh, on Friday, September 15th. Yeah, worldwide, September 15th, 2017. NHL 18 will be available on uh, Xbox One and PS4. Yeah, worldwide, you said. Worldwide, worldwide, and it's available right now on early access. Yes. That's ambitious full release. Ooh. Full release, Life. yeah. It's our first time actually going Today? worldwide on a Friday. Uh, typically, we go Tuesday, Friday. We're yeah. going uh, worldwide on a Friday. But if Crazy. you pre-order the Young Stars edition, uh, you get a bunch of extra stuff, and then uh, you get to access the game on Tuesday, the twelfth. Mm. Nice. So a little extra. Should we be access. celebrating right now? Because you have early access release today. Uh, we should yeah, absolutely should so. add we a little, celebrate every day, shouldn't we? That's yeah, right. That's a good point. A little prosecco, yeah. a little something like that. Yeah, a little. Jack. We're known for our prosecco yeah. no. on intergalactic <laughs> interviews. Clear, nice Clear. Italian liqueurs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you could tell by the class of this collar, but uh, yeah, it's usually <laughs> Jack Daniels in here. Yeah, exactly. uh, from a paper cup. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> that, and it eats through paper. By the way, yeah, totally totally yeah, yeah. Uh, learned that the hard way. Hey. Yeah. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, uh, if you're interested in following Rammer, which I definitely recommend you do, I think I know your your handles off the top of the head. Yeah, Is it Rammer34? got it. Boom. You got it. At Rammer34 on uh, Twitter and Instagram. Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. I, I knew it was one of them. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So both of them, uh, at Rammer34, go ahead. And uh, he's very open. Be kind. Rewind. Uh, don't. Uh, don't. Say in anger what could be corrected with kindness. Okay, that's what that's <laughs> deep. That's that my message. Deep. That's my message to the internet. And then they'll come back to me and be like, "Do you know what's really offensive is that you're trying to tell me how to live my life as a cisgendered white male?" And I'm like, "Okay, look, I just want 
no hate. Yes. They're like, are you trying to say there's no room for hate? I'm like, okay, <laughs> God, you can't say anything without anyone having something to say. But if you're so interested in maybe following views like this ever again, please come and subscribe to the podcast. We're available on iTunes and Stitcher and YouTube and SoundCloud for some reason. I don't know why we're still on there. But you know exactly why? There's a small contingent of like 20 people that probably still use SoundCloud for some reason. Nice. And, also RSS. Uh, yeah. <laughs> or whatever you yeah. said something and uh, our uh, our podcast you just search intergalactic interviews if you like it leave us a review that does big things for us we appreciate it um, CMART how can people follow you if they're so interested it's not really a thing so I wouldn't excellent <laughs> we keep moving with that and uh, <laughs> that being said we are very grateful thanks very much for coming to the show Rammer. thanks uh, again it's awesome you're always great chat here guys. Uh, and everyone thank you very much for listening we love you all we'll see you all next week have a good day. Bye. Oh yeah. That's sweet. Nice. Stay there. We uh, went all over the place there. <laughs>